Hey, everybody. Before we get started on this episode, we talk with two of the stars of TV Land's Teachers. It's a ton of fun. We talked about uh, one of my favorite comedy albums of all time, Monty Python Sings. Just want to give you a heads up. I do make a mistake and confuse uh, the Galaxy song with the uh, life, uh, pardon me, the meaning of life song. Uh, so uh, it's, it's a minor error, but I just thought I would point out that that exists. Um, but either way, it's a ton of fun. We sat around for uh, longer than usual. Um, and just talked about Python and uh, who's the most bangable Python comes up. Uh, a lot of fun, weird stuff. It, it was a really good episode. So enjoy. I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The album is Monty Python Sings. The artist, of course, is Monty Python. My guests are, and I'm going to get your names right, I promise, I really do promise, Catherine Renee Thomas hey. and Caitlin Barlow. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Uh, first of all, you're here. Why? Uh, what are you promoting? Well, I, I, oh, okay. Really, I, I mean, really to talk about, about Monty Python Sings. Yeah. Of course we're here to talk about Monty Python Sings, <laughs> but, uh, let, you know, let's get the other Thank stuff Thank you for out getting to that. Of we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we are here to promote our comedy that's coming out on TV Land called Teachers. Yes. Comes out January? January 13th. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Um, and it's, yeah. it's already available. The The pilot is available on iTunes now. Okay. For free download. Awesome. So that's good to, for everyone to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Starting, starting yeah. in January. January 13th after the Younger Season 2 premiere. Mm-hmm. 11 p.m. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And good. Teachers is a... Uh, is a show that we created and uh, wrote and starring and executive produced, and it started awesome. as a web series. Right. So it's um uh so it's something we've been working on for a long time because we sh- we started writing the web series almost four years ago. Really? So we're really excited <laughs> for it awesome. to finally come out. That's yeah. so good. It's like a four year pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. This That's baby upsetting. is huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really big. We're all really well. Luckily, <laughs> there's six of us in the group, so we can all carry it together. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so you picked mm, the first thing I probably ever became familiar with Monty Python through, so oh, cool. thank God. Um, I didn't You're have to listen them. to it, because like, if I just look through the track listing, it's like it's the it all comes sh- back I could do this like you know track by track, memorized. I love it. So why is this something you two listen to together? We didn't listen to it together. Okay. Well, Katie and I are both from the Midwest, mm-hmm. and we've discovered that we were probably watching Comedy Central at the same time okay. um, as children and adolescents, because mm-hmm. we were both obsessed with Monty Python. Mid sure. to late 90s. Yeah. To just do the math to not how old they are, but <laughs> around middle school, mm-hmm. middle schoolish, right? Well, I was born in 1999. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool mm-hmm. girl. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, and I, um, I was, I was obsessed with Monty Python. My dad kind of got me into weird comedy growing awesome. up. Like, he had me watching Marx Brothers and oh, Woody okay. Allen and, and Monty Python and all this stuff at a very early age. So um, I think I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail for the first time when I was in fifth grade. And I just Good. turned into this really weird, such a weird, um, like, middle schooler who, mm-hmm. like, really loved Monty Python more than anything on earth. Yeah. Uh, and so I... This this album I haven't listened to in years, and when um, the request for us to do this podcast came in, I was like, "Well, that is probably the one I know better than anything." And I don't yeah. listen to a lot of a lot of uh, uh, stand up albums sure. really or comedy albums, but that I was like, "Oh, I can talk about that until mm-hmm. the sun comes up." So I suggested that 
Oh, it's been a joy to rediscover this because I, you know, very similarly, like, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I, I would just watch hours and hours and hours of Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and I feel like Monty Python was just always yeah. on. Back to back with Benny Hill, which I hated. <laughs> Do not like Benny Hill. I was, in, I was like, this guy's a sexist. Right. Like for some reason, the tits on diff- Monty Python were more were less objectifying yeah. than the tits on Benny it's true. Hill. They're it's intellectual. True. There was something intellectual about the way they use the tits. Yeah, that is true. Right, right. Is true. right. It was yeah. It was grounded in. <laughs> Some yeah. comment on commentary on right. society. I, yeah, totally. A class or something. Right. But yeah, so we were watching at the same time. We <laughs> yeah. were talking in the car ride over, and it was like, yes, I would watch this back to back with this, and mm-hmm. like we we're watching. So, um, so it just it just felt like it just felt like a good, and it's been great. I went back and watched um, the Meaning of Life last oh, night. Yeah, and I haven't watched it in years, mm-hmm. and it's so cool. Now, as an adult, I probably haven't watched it in 15 years and going like, oh my gosh, remembering the great things that I thought were really funny as a kid, right. but now picking up on a lot of the references that I never picked up on before, yeah. and yeah. also just like the subtleties and the style of comedy writing and sketch writing mm-hmm. that now we're doing, right. and like, oh yeah. my god, they play games so well, it's <laughs> oh, really cool. And it's really underappreciated, too, yes. that movie. Like, again, I didn't get it when I was a kid, because what did I give right. a shit about death? Right, but, like, right, it, right. It won one of the biggest awards at at con so yeah like uh, yeah so i mean it's you know award-winning really influential but people don't appreciate so it smart. and also some of the best songs in it to be fair oh. a lot of the songs yeah. you know Absolutely. so good um i mean every sperm is sacred is oh one of the- we were just we're jamming out in the car seeing that as we were pulling up to your estate mm-hmm. we were <laughs> we were belting every sperm is sacred yeah but, yeah it's, it's so i mean good. it's a classic right mm-hmm. i mean it's um it's, uh, I mean, they use children uh, to sing about the most, I don't know, not the most disgusting thing, but like. Uh-huh. Inappropriate. Yeah. You know, we've, got, we've gotten a little slack uh, for like, like the inappropriate things that teachers, uh, our characters do on the show uh-huh. in front of children. It is the point, though. But we never, for, for our show, it's more like, oh, they're the, the kids are the adults. So they yeah. react to us as the teachers in a way that, like, maybe the audience would react That's to awesome. us. They're kind of the eyes of the audience. And we never put them in danger. We never, you know. Sure. But, like, you look back at every sperm is sacred. Oh, yeah. And little kids are like, Daddy, like, you could just have your bowls ripped off. And you're like, Jesus. Now, you do wonder, because right, right now um, we're on, the, so Teachers is on One Million Moms landing page. Uh-huh. Uh, they're very mad at us. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I do wonder, like, if something like One Million Moms had existed back in the 70s. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. right. Every sperm was sacred. God, that's a good point. Like, when, when the Flying Circus was out. I mean, mm-hmm. they would be pissed. People, I, sure. I do, I do, honestly, I do wonder. Yeah. In, to, you know, in uh, today's PC culture, like, sure. could Flying Circus, I, I, oh I don't think Flying don't Circus think so. could... No. Yeah. Exist. What's hilarious, the, in the first few lines of Every Sperm is Sacred, I mean, man, they just tear into Catholics. They don't even, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, it's like, we'll take you, it's like, you don't have to be a six-footer, you, you don't, don't have, have to, to have, have a, a great brain. brain. It's like, you don't have to have a great, you like, you can be, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, yeah, it's, they didn't hold back at all. Yeah, anybody can be a baby farm. Right, you know, exactly. Like, be part of a baby farm. Like, I, oh, God, I love it. And actually, I did not know this until the other day. I just interviewed by Skype, because he doesn't live uh-huh. here. I interviewed the guy who's produced every Monty Python album <gasps> since the second What's album. What's his name? Uh, Andre Jacquemin. Ah, yes, I've seen interviews with him before. Yeah, he is great. Oh my and God. he wrote the music to Every Sperm is Sacred. 
Holy they wrote the lyrics shit. and they said, "Why don't you write the music?" Because did yeah. uh, Neil yeah. was it Neil Innes who yeah. wrote a lot of their music? He wrote a lot that of stuff that name's on, coming yeah. back from my like mm-hmm. geeky middle school years where I'd have the books and I'd read about all the people oh, that sure. were involved. And, yeah. But but yeah, I just saw an interview with him talking about Eric the Half a Bee because that was when I looked. Oh. I was like, "What is this song?" Yeah. Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked up and they were talking about it and they were kind of improvising about it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So that's going to be on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a few weeks, that. that's going to come out. It was genius, just listening to that guy tell, like, and he's really chill about it. He produced, the first album that he uh, produced with them, uh, he was 17? 17 what? or 18? <laughs> yeah. He was producing, uh, he was just like, Eric Idol, not Eric Idol, sorry, Michael Palin came over and said, hi, my friend needs to do a voiceover thing, and for a year, he helped him, like, produce this voiceover, like a real demo, like, this is when you had to cut tape physically, right? right? And he's like, oh, he did such a good job, well, oh, maybe, would you like to produce our first, our next album? So it's like, the album number three, and yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, because the first album didn't take any production, it was just ripped right off the TV show, and from then, and right. I'd always wondered, like, do they recreate, do they ever use any stuff from the show? He said, no, we recreate yeah. every Everything. sketch. Yeah. Every sketch, yeah, and that's they why they're so good. Different. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's all recorded in the shed of his his mother, like his mother's backyard. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I mean, like so I'm trying to. There's no like on this album. Are there any like setups in terms of sketch? Mm-hmm. I don't. It's mostly just songs, right? It's they're all it's songs. all songs, but there's no setup for so any. Some of them? of them are from like no, not really. Because it's been a while that, since I've heard it. It's, it's funny to listen to that album. I think um, if you're not a Monty Python fan, I feel yeah. like it's a little hard to listen to the album and think like. Oh, this is just a funny album. I mean, every sperm okay, yeah. is sacred is hilarious, yes. but there are certain songs where, like, "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life" mm-hmm. isn't really funny unless you're watching a bunch of dudes crucified yeah. singing yeah. "Always Look on That's the Bright true. Side of that Life." Is true, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of those songs mm-hmm. on this album where I giggle listening to them because I know the sketch or I know the the scene it's from. Yeah. But just sitting, you know, just just sitting like the galaxy song and like mm-hmm. there's some weird songs in there where you're like uh i guess it's funny right but in the context that's like ridiculous that's funny. a good point i don't know i've never asked anybody about this album who hasn't who isn't familiar with this stuff already right um i'm i'm only looking at my phone to see if i get some no, more information fine. on the background of the oliver cromwell song because i love that song it's so silly and it's, weird. Yeah, but it's 100% accurate. I got an A-plus <laughs> on a test using that song. No, as a guy that's in amazing. I'm like, she's like, well, write about something from this period. I'm like, I'm going to do Oliver Cromwell. And I almost, like, not Shut word up. for word, but beat by beat rewrote the song. That's amazing. Yeah, she Lord loved it. Protector of England. Uh-huh. Puritan. Yeah. She loved it, too. She, I told her it was from this song. She's like, great. I don't give a shit. I don't care how Here's you know it. Here's your A-plus. Yeah. It was you, fantastic. You have a song for every fact. Uh-huh. The most interesting thing about King Charles I is that he was five foot six inches tall at the start of his reign, but only four foot eight inches tall at the end of it. Because of... Cromwell, Lord Protector of England, Puritan, born in 1599 and the king fled at north like a bat to the Scots. I wish that Monty Python had just done a whole a whole album of songs about different historical events oh, that yeah. I could have used for oh like AP Euro mm-hmm. or something. Did you take AP Euro? Yes, girl. Girl, I did too, girl. <laughs> 
And I'm pretty sure the only reason I was super excited to take AP Euro is because I was obsessed with Monty Python. How about that? That's awesome. Girl, we're learning new things about each other. I know. <laughs> Who knew there were things we didn't already know about? Right. <laughs> Katie and I have known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Catherine and I have uh, known each other for a long time. We lived together for three years. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. And we've uh-huh. known each other for over seven years and we're performing together for almost seven years. Almost seven so, years, yeah. yeah. Really? When were you in Chicago, if I can ask that you question? Can. When was this? Well, it's highly classified. Oh, okay. But <laughs> sure, sure. It's, um, I was there from 2007 okay. until 2014. Okay. Yeah, and I was there from 2008 until 2014. Okay. So, I was yeah. there earlier, yeah. so I oh, okay. wouldn't have ever run in. Not that I would have run. It's, it's, you never know. It's, it's, it's incidental. We've made weird contacts. But anyway. Sure, sure. Okay, so let's. Yeah. Do you want to do this track by track, or do you want to do you want to pick your favorite songs oh and talk gosh. about those? Because I can just we can just go down them one by one. We can go. I mean, I'm cool either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's some that I'm like don't. I have no. I'm like I've listened to it, yeah. but I don't yeah. have much to say about it. We sure. Can do. We can pick some of our favorites and then yeah. like let's if there it. are ones in there you want to throw out there, we can chat sure. about too. That's fine. Totally with me. cool. Because every episode we kind of format differently. Cool. Uh, well, we already talked a bit about always look on the bright side of life. But yeah. Can I also great. just say that um, my dad and I danced to that at my wedding for our daddy daughter song. <laughs> that is awesome. See, that improves how it's usually used, which yeah. is at, at funerals. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I couldn't think of a like a song that I really wanted to use. All the daddy daughter songs, when you look mm-hmm. online, they're so cheesy. Sure. Like, everyone uses butterfly kisses or whatever, <laughs> you know, like really bad. And I was like, what is very true to my father and mm. my relationship? And I was like, that's it. I mean, he just introduced me to all this weird this weird sense of humor. And so, yeah, we danced to that at my wedding. That's so good. <laughs> like, big losers. But <laughs> so I, was, I was looking at, Well, Caitlin was just saying in the car that Life of Brian was maybe your favorite. Yeah. yeah. Life of Brian was my favorite uh, of the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it, it is probably their best made, I think. And they're most controversial. I mean, that one yeah. did get like so super yeah. one like one million moms. They're all their heads. All, yeah. all the million, and by million, I mean like the one thousand t- yeah. Twitter followers that they actually have. Who like all their heads Sears would explode. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly right. Amen. It, it's upsetting. Yeah. But it, and the movie's upsetting too. Like I love it, it so. Much. I saw something online the other day that said, "Remember the reason for the season because this is the day Brian was born." <laughs> something to that effect. I thought that was pretty cute. It's so funny. Do you? Uh, uh, so, do you have a favorite part of that movie? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, the last, the last musical number yeah, is, it's, yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so classic, mm-hmm. and the lyrics yeah. are so simple, um, they're mm-hmm. so dark, like, you know, one, my, one of my favorite things in comedy is when there's a huge mismatch. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, uh, the mismatch between the lyrics and how it visually looks with the people hanging on the cross (laughs) with the, with the tone that Eric Idle is singing with, (laughs) that, you know, life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Like, it's just, it's so, it's just so, it's just so classic. Yeah. I had to agree. I mean, like, the whole, it's been a while, honestly, since I've seen that movie. I'd go back and and relive it and maybe there'd be a different scene, but that's the one that sticks in my brain. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. Or like. It's pretty shocking. What is the, um. (laughs) It's been a while. What is the scene where she's there's there's someone hold there's someone holding a rock? Oh yeah yeah it's yeah. Like, it's uh, the prophet. Like or, oh, or the God. shoe or the, the oh. shoe. Oh the, yeah, the shoe. sandal. Yeah. It's like they find a sandal yeah, 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 and they yeah. yeah 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 they run around. But there's also a stoning <laughs> scene. Yeah, in there is a stoning. Oh you know yeah. what? I'm thinking of the part where everyone's like 
he's the prophet. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's okay. And then the other song in there from that is is just the the intro song, right? It's Mm -hmm. just Brian's song. It's basically just about how he goes through puberty and likes girls. That's the other one Andre Jacobin wrote, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. I didn't, again, one of these, you know, you don't pick up on it when you're a kid, but I didn't realize that that is like basically a James Bond song. Right, and I did not get that idea. Yeah, I didn't get that. I just now learn that from you. (laughs) Yeah. Ryan, a big Ryan. See, I told you this is gonna happen. This is yeah, good. that's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> this will probably happen for most of these songs, but it'll just be like one verse, and it'll be really bad. Yeah. I just remembered like listening to that song and trying to figure out what some of the fucking English slang was. Like, oh yeah, right. Oh, I didn't know what "have one off the don't. wrist" meant. And have then, one off the wrist. I yeah. assume that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh. my assumption. I'm making a master meanings <laughs> hand motion. I was going to leave that to their imagination. I I thought the noise sort of gave it away, but I, you know. Any opportunity I get to do this. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Does that happen a lot on your show? Because my only question is, like, i got to prepare people for what your show's like. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Uh, only because I saw an image from it where somebody was doing an oral sex uh, sort of thing with their fingers. And it was Uh, hilarious. Oh, was it me doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was It was you. Yeah, it was great. Um, I think it was just, like, my character uh, is Kay Thomas. Um, It's real punk rock and Mm -hmm. goth and and a little bit out there. So, um, it's... I don't know if there's any masturbation in our show. (laughs) No, um, I feel like I would remember that. No, yeah. um, Not this season. (laughs) Yeah, season two. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And there will definitely be. Um, I've got a lot of stories. Right. Waiting. Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just kidding speaking of masturbation mm-hmm. um you know can next... we talk can yep. we talk about the meaning of life and the scene where um uh john cleese is teaching the catholic boys school oh or they whatever uh private boys school sex and brings his wife into the and um uh there's a lot of those meaning of life songs in there and he uh He's talking about foreplay, and he's testing the kids. That, <laughs> so and he's like, well, we left off at foreplay. <laughs> and, and he's like, what's, what's foreplay? And I think it's Graham Chapman. One of the, one of the guys says something like, uh, rub the clitoris. And he gets really mad because it's like jumping too far ahead. He's <laughs> like, you don't just go for the clitoris. <laughs> and all the kids in the class are shouting at like, uh, rub her nipples, like, right. kiss her neck, and it's like, <laughs> Jesus. So, so, cl- that's something we were laughing about in the car driving here. We just love how clinical that scene is. Like, oh, yeah. it, again, it's like, yeah. it's a mismatch. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, you think, like, it should be, like, sexy, but it's uh-huh. like, she walks in, like, hello, dear. It's like, sets her hand back down. <laughs> and they talk about, like, their day, yeah. or who they're having dinner with next week, mm-hmm. or something. And the kids aren't remotely interested. I yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, it's just uh, a class. So <laughs> good. <laughs> fucking perfect. So good. Well, speaking of sex, the next song yeah. on the album is Sit On My Face, which oh is, like, God. just a perfect song. It's just, now that one wasn't from any sketch shows, was it? Wasn't that just, like, a, or... I can't remember, and I wish, I'm the, I... I'm the person who's supposed to know. No, 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 I, all no. I know is that it's a World War II song, like a fighting song. Oh, it, like the... Yeah, there's a song that's, uh, oh God, Fallen so Oh, that's the exact same tune, but it's supposed to get you pumped up for war. But. Right, but it's sit on my face. Waking mm-hmm. all 69. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, it was, it's so weird. I, so I will say that, like, Monty Python was very instrumental in, like, my, like, like, sexual awakening as a young woman, because um, I had. Ditto, we had this conversation in the car. The biggest. Uh, rush mm-hmm. on so Michael Palin in particular, but all sure. of them. I just love them as yeah. as a, a young 
woman. Mm-hmm. And, but sit on my face made me so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. of it did, for sure. As, like, a 13-year-old, because you're like, why do Why do you want me to sit on your face? I know. Well, and I had, uh, Eric Idle was mine. Yeah, I, I remember doing the math, like, mm-hmm. learning what year he was born. <laughs> doing the math and thinking, like, by the time I'm old enough... Would it be weird? Uh, the answer is yes. Answer, absolutely yes. <laughs> but oh, I had such a boner for him. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. He's the bad boy. He's so cute. He's like, he is kind of the Paul of the group in yeah. terms of like adorable. He's like, adorable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why he kind of played Paul in the Ruddles. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. Perfect. Oh, another classic. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. God. Yeah. Caitlin and I both like, we we're talking in the car about like, ugh. We would totally do them. Oh my god, we all and like as thirteen year old girls, like is that normal that a thirteen year old girl wants to do Monty Python? These old British guys, like is that a normal thing? Like it's kind of weird, right? I I remember I would I was so obsessed, and all my girlfriends come over. It's like you know mid late nineties again. Like they would come over for slumber parties, and I would like try to force my girlfriends to watch Monty Python movies. And they didn't give a shit. They didn't think yeah. it was funny. Like a few of them did. But um, for the most part, they were just like, can I watch, like, Can't Hardly Wait? Or, like, <laughs> listen, you know, and I was like, no, no, don't you think it's funny? And we're just like, no. <laughs> like, what a weird kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's well, awesome, though. Like, I felt all this pressure. Like, I did in sixth grade. I had a poster of JTT mm-hmm. on my wall. JTT did nothing for me. No, sure. Nothing. It was just because I felt like I should. Uh-huh. Yeah. And secretly, I, I was, like, going down, watching Michael Palin in that lumberjack shirt. Right. <laughs> Jumping right for the clitoris. <sighs> so I did it. So did it for me. BBC special, uh, a, a miniseries where they recreated the the drama around Life of Brian. No. It's pretty good. Like, it's not perfect, but they got these guys who look very much like Weird. them. Sound very much. The so Michael... they're not 70, you're saying? No. Okay. The okay. Michael Palin is so... So oh, good. It's it's weird. So and like then, he might be like closer to my age. Oh yeah. And, okay. Yeah, cool. 40, just maybe like so. That's make I'll closer than 75. I'll so. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, they're all in their yeah. 30s, 40s. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. The Terry oh. Jones is is dead on. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is he even Terry Jones? All of them. <laughs> all of them. He showed his ass a lot, Terry Jones. So you got to at least know you're getting. Oh, him. for sure. Yeah. Like, for sure. He was always in the lady costumes. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> so Brilliant! Like he was just always this shrill, horrible, high pitched. Oh, I'm such a nerd. Um, I actually got to see him do an interview at um IO, um, the Improv Improv Olympic in Chicago when I was living there. He did. He came to visit. I don't remember if he's promoting something or what, but Mm -hmm. and I bought my dad a ticket for his birthday. My parents came to visit from Detroit and came to Chicago and watched him speak, and it was really, really cool. He seemed like a really just lovely. Oh. Nice guy. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, oh, he's so good. All of them. <laughs> even the American. Yeah, Gilliam. even him. He's fine. He's barely so American he's anymore. Right? He's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, listen to him talk. Yeah, come on. He sounds like Madonna. <laughs> uh, like, he's just, uh, except he's, he's legit. You know, he's allowed to sound that way. Okay. Um, okay, so the next song is the one that everybody talks about, if they, even if they don't know Monty Python. Right. And that's the Lumberjack song. Oh. Yeah. Which, I mean, Hilarious. I love that song. It's, it's a great song. The sketch is almost better, the build-up yeah. to it, but I do love that song. No, totally. The, that, song, that song stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, the, the sketch is... The sketch is so good. And, um... Like, the the look of horror, like, the when, um... Connie Booth. Mm-hmm. When uh, he goes, like, dress in women's clothing, just like right. my dear papa. And, like, the woman that he's holding, Connie the blind Booth. woman, oh. she's like... She's just horrified. <laughs> and she just... Something oh like something I don't understand because it's too British. Um, I thought you were so rugged. Yeah. <laughs> um, Have you seen the German version? Good. No. They redid uh, an entire special in. Oh, German. I do. Yeah. I know about it. I haben't seen it, but I knew that happened. So they say Bustenhalter, which is German for bra, and then say Uncle Walter. So oh my God. just like my uncle Walter. So uh, it's perfect. Like they just rewrote the whole thing. That for is German. so great. It's brilliant. I think, you know, it's funny because I was I was going back and I'm like, oh, is this would this now be considered like homophobic or like anti-trans or right, you right, know? Right, but right. like, what was funny is the sketch. I was wa- I was rewatching the sketch and afterwards it goes into um, this. You know, they love writing those angry letters yeah, yeah, to yeah. themselves mm-hmm. in Monty yeah. Python and it's a, it's an angry letter and it's John Cleese narrating and he's like I'm really offended by this sketch because all of my friends are lumberjacks and only some of them were women's <laughs> clothing and like and he kind of like pokes fun at it and then signs it um, the, you know they always sign these long ridiculous names mm-hmm. and then it ends with Mrs. Yeah. You know so I, I feel like the, and like with Graham Chapman was you know right. really openly gay yeah. um, I think in a time where like maybe that wasn't really yeah. very accepted it's it's you know it's it almost feels like yeah but one of us is gay so we're allowed but also it's mm-hmm. not it's just fucking silly yeah and michael palin so i think that he's so earnest mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that like i think that if he were more um like i think if, if it if the actor who is playing the trans lumberjack mm-hmm. um <laughs> i like if, that he's now a trans <laughs> i love it if, if the actor was playing that was sort of like Treating it like yeah. glibly, sure, or something like that, but or putting on like a lisp or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. But he's so he's so earnest. I mean, he's he's just like Jeffrey Tambor, and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, this right, is what right, I love. Right. He's just so earnest mm-hmm. that like it's some to me it it, it it's not. I, to, it, it, yeah, yeah, it gets away with it somehow. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, one hundred percent. For my sensibilities, and I feel like they do do a lot of things that are like I mean they're so they're so edgy and they come so close in a, in so many of their sure. their moments. But I feel like they're so intelligent and they're so clearly not like nasty people mm-hmm. that they they are just they just manage to get away with so much. They're just you know dudes. yeah like I you know I my kind of rule of thumb with political correctness in comedy is that if you take the piss out of everyone, including yourself, mm-hmm. yeah, then to me you, it's it's more acceptable and it's not as cheap. Sure. Yeah. And so you watch that show. They make fun of everything. everything. They make fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make fun of British culture. Sure. They make fun of sports yeah. fans. They make fun. They make fun of uh, just everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so it. I to me that makes it 
totally. Yeah, no, I think so, too. It's one of the things we talk about a lot on this show. Like, I, I'm a big fan of, like, if you're going to do that, have a reason for it. But right. also, you make a really good point that if you're going to, like, offend everybody, make sure you're included in yeah. that group. That's huge. Yeah. You know, and that's a really good point. Like, at no point. I mean, you know, they're basically, uh, a lot of their albums, too. I don't know how many of their comedy albums you listen to beyond this. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Monty Python, um, the Holy Grail album yeah. is great because it's filled with sketches. It's mostly not clips from the movie. Oh, cool. And they're basically saying fuck you for buying this album, except, like, they're also saying, you need some value for this. Like, we're going to add a bunch of sketches that you wouldn't have seen in the movie. Which is awesome. So, you know, it's, it's, I I don't know, I I like that about them. Yeah. They're they're very much, like, willing to admit, we're just a bunch of sketch comedians. Like, who cares? Right. Yeah, they they totally call it their own bullshit Mm -hmm. in in their scenes. Like, again, I was... I was nerding out this week with this coming up. I got really excited and I started going back and watching stuff and watching the Lumberjack, or not the Lumberjack, sorry, the Dead Parrot mm-hmm. sketch. Of course. Where, of course, classic, where um, the Michael Palin's character sends John Cleese to his brother's pet shop <laughs> in another city and it's just him with like a mustache on. Um, but then he goes to the train conductor, who's Terry Jones in the middle, because mm-hmm. he comes back and the brother's like, no, this isn't. I don't know, but anyway, he goes to this train conductor, and it's and it's Terry Jones, and Terry Jones has this totally non sequitur, random moment, and uh, and he just goes, oh, sometimes it's just really hard to fill these thirty minutes or something <laughs> like that, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, and they just they call out their shit, yeah, and it's great, and nobody had done it before, yes. and that's what people kind of sort of forget, you know, yes. like anybody who says, you know, who's getting who gets meta or does anything right. like that owes so much to this. They're so meta, you know. Uh, okay, the next song is Penis Song, mm-hmm. not the Noel Coward song, in, mm-hmm. in parentheses. Right. Which, I mean, as a 13-year-old kid, I was like, this is the funny, they're talking <laughs> about course. penis. Like, this is really funny, and I'm learning all these new words for penis. Like, that was it for me. Well, that song is also, because I just watched this last night, mm-hmm. in The Meaning of Life. Yeah. And it's what Eric Idle plays as the lounge singer yeah. in the fancy restaurant before Mr. Creosalt explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Uh, here's my real, one of my clear memories of this is my dad's name is Michael Thomas and his middle name is John and he said John Thomas in it being like really kind of upset that my dad's <laughs> learning that my dad's two thirds of my dad's name uh, was a term for penis and I got really like I remember being really upset about that but um but it's funny watching that scene again because I mean that I mean it's a classic scene but it's so disgusting and as a 13 year old I just thought it was the best and could watch it with my eyes glued open and, and watching it last night I was I kept looking like so I'm like I can't I'm so upset about this and yeah. I don't know if I just like hadn't had enough drunk college nights where I vomited to like really understand what that was uh-huh. but like yeah I was like I can't, I can't watch the sketch anymore I have to look away I the vomit the stuffing in the bucket mm-hmm. and like oh I can't yeah but the penis song is so good it's great it's short I mean it's you know it's, it's... yeah because if you drag out a song like that yeah. it kind of loses its you know, there's there's a there's just like okay, you get it really quick, uh-huh. and I think they're really good about that mm-hmm. about not dragging things out longer than they need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, next song. Oh, we already talked a little bit about Oliver Cromwell. Um, I really, again, I don't know anything about that sketch or that that song really, other than knowing that it's accurate and really yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, it's just silly. Mm-hmm. I just like it because it's so. Anytime they're putting on those, like, like weird voices when they're singing. That's the other thing, too, is it's not, like, it sounds like it's not put together well, and I really like that about that song. It's messy. It's, yeah, it's completely, it's just like, nobody's on key, or the, if they are on key, they're not synced up. Right. 
It's it's and it's long. It, that speaking of like <laughs> they is, know when to keep them short, long, but they yeah. also know when to stretch yeah, them out absolutely. for no reason. Absolutely, there's no reason to tell that whole story. It, like there's one joke at the beginning of the song, and then the rest of it is just facts. Like, <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and there's a moment in that song where it talks about like when the is it the king who's beheaded? Yeah. And they they're like, and there's a giggle. They talk about like how <laughs> right. Oliver Cromwell giggled. When <laughs> <laughs> that really makes me laugh a lot. It's so silly. There's some good sound effects in it, like when down came oh, the yeah. axe and like so right. good, so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. Uh, the next one, speaking of the the charm of Eric Idle, is the Money Song. I love this song. That's that's from the show. And this is a nuzzle. Uh, I just, say, what sketch was that from? Uh, it was a news show, and they're talking about money. And he hops up on the thing, and he's just prancing oh, around and throwing that. money around. If I Why am I blanking on I what know. the song is? I know. Um, Could you sing it for us? Yeah. Sure. Um, oh shit, I could. But now that you say it, it's just like, I've got 90,000 pounds in my pajamas. I've got 40,000 French francs in my fridge. I've got lots of lovely Lera now that Deutschmann's getting Gera and my daughter. Yeah, that's it. Yes. By the Brooklyn Bridge. There is nothing quite as wonderful as money. There is nothing quite as beautiful as cash. Some people say it's folly, but I'd rather have the lolly. With money, you can make a splash. Quite as wonderful as money. Money, money, money. It's nothing like a newly minted pound. Money, 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 money. Everyone must anchor for the butchness of a banker. It's accountancy that makes the world go round. You can keep your Marxist ways, but it's only just a phase. For it's money, money, money makes the world go round. Money, 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 money. Um, it's basically just like money makes the world go round, mm-hmm. and that's. I, Honey Python, I, you know, again, watching my Meaning of Life, it's like they just really do love knocking down, like, capitalism and and people in power and, like, the Brit, you know, like, the whole British army scene with the Zulu War, just making fun of these idiot, you know, and, like, going after, and there's the scene in, in Meaning of Life where they, um, it's like the, the sergeant who's, like, we're going to march up and down the square. <laughs> and it just, you know, they just love bugging fun at people who have power or, you yeah. know, and so it's just, I think that's just another great example of, of just bringing silly into something that they, they're making a point about. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, again, that's one of the same reasons I love the Marx Brothers and still mm-hmm. like them. You know, it's one of those things where you can kind of grow out of stuff, but like the Marx Brothers have never grown out of. And Monty Python, same thing, you know? So good. I'm a big fan of punching up. It's, it. it makes me happy. <laughs> um, next one's Accountancy Shanty, which is oh. from the beginning of which one? My the God. Of life. Yes, life. thank you. Yeah, right. But it's a separate sketch. It's its own thing. So good. I mean, again, punch, punching up. I've never heard that before. That means like making fun of authority. Authority. Love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm going to totally use that. You yeah. should. A lot of people, they're like, eh, eh, it's okay if you punch down as long as you, everybody understands you're doing comedy. Punching That's fine. But I much prefer to oh, yeah. you know, shit on authority because yeah. they've got more power than I do. Right. Yeah. It's way funnier to see the mighty fall. Mm-hmm. Right. For Which sure. is exactly that that accountancy, the Crimson Permanent mm-hmm. Insurance Agency. Mm-hmm. It's just like the old men <laughs> who are being forced to work like I think they even like they cut to them like rowing a Viking ship. Uh-huh. Working. The, the building doesn't the building yes. becomes a yeah, Viking yeah, ship. Yep, yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then and they take over the young the young insurance agent guys who <laughs> who are like trying to fire one of their friends and they just mm-hmm. go crazy and there's yeah and it, and it sails to like some I don't know some downtown that unnamed downtown and they yeah. go and they 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 have this crazy fight with the uh, the the young 
the young businessman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think one of them is Matt Frewer, Max Headroom, if I'm not mistaken. <gasps> I think he's one of the accountants. I just started. One of the I young ones. Just binged Orphan Black. Fuck. And holy don't tell shit, me. I won't tell you anything. I've only seen for... seasons one and two. Okay. Well, you already know that Matt, the guy who plays Max Headroom, is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I saw him, I didn't recognize him, and I thought that guy's familiar. His voice. Who is that guy? Right. I was very excited mm-hmm. to realize it was Max Headroom. Yeah, he's great. He's a genius. So he's an underrated guy, and weird. So very weird um okay so we talked about that one that's that's the one where it looks like terry gilliam spent the whole movie's budget on the first minute totally. and a half yeah right. uh-huh. <laughs> like it's like oh he clearly is itching to do brazil or whatever uh-huh. was next jabberwocky uh-huh oh god oh don't no that movie is the grossest movie <laughs> i can't think about it. it upsets me no end uh finland I, I want to say Finland because that's how he sings it. Oh, that's Finland. The next. Can I be it's, honest? Yes. I think that sounds really boring. Yeah, yeah is that it okay? is. No, it is boring. <laughs> that's the point. So yeah. it's okay. But it's not one that I'm going to necessarily flip to, but I w- I'll listen right. through it. But yeah. It sounds pretty. Sure. And it's, but it's, and it's, it's like one of those, again, just like, it's facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's like, it's far from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's close to Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, the what the I wonder what they were thinking when they wrote that song. Is this yeah. sort of like a, a who's the guy who he's um, blanking on the name? The guy who used to read books. Uh, oh. uh, you know, he was on Taxi. Oh, um, you know, what I'm talking about he he died. Books. Jim Carrey oh. played him. Oh, Andy oh, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Kaufman-esque thing, where mm-hmm. like you're doing it to kind of just fuck with the audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I imagine that's what the point of Finland. <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah. I also wonder if that was like a song they did. You know, like I was just saying earlier, like some of these don't aren't funny unless you are watching sure. something. So I also wonder, like, was that a weird like later in the later in their career like live sketch they did? Right, and I don't know either. Or maybe who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it was just kind of like that's a fun song. Mm-hmm. But. He's just doing a weird voice. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds kind Which of sometimes sad. sometimes is okay. And I think that's why, like, it was, ex- Monty Python was ex- accessible when you're 12. Yeah. Because you're like, it's just so silly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a it, silly voice. That's a weird thing. That's a good point. And when you get older, you, maybe you get more discerning. Totally. One hopes. Totally. Like, like well, you know, we did. We do stuff. So but regress. Uh, the next one, okay, there's the other one that was really funny to me when I was 13, okay. the medical love song. Oh, yeah. Oh, so fucking Oh, disgusting. So upsettingly So funny. disgusting. Especially once you yeah. learn, as you get older, what some of these things are. Right, yeah. I still don't, I don't know what half of them are. No, I don't. They but, just you know, sound, you... and I don't want to know. No. Sound horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sound yeah, yeah. disgusting. Like, that That was one that, listening to it now, was funnier. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, when I was younger, that was one of the things that definitely went over my head. Yeah. It was all the... All the different things. And I was really, I was really weird about, like, all of the really sexual songs, mm-hmm. I, like, got really, like, cagey about when mm-hmm. I was at my, the peak of my liking Monty Python. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because I just, like, it, all that stuff made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I can you see know? that. Yeah. Well, especially this. Oh, I mean, yeah. it really makes sex really unappealing. Well, it was yeah. interesting, because they were, like, we talked about how, how horny we were for them. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, there were things, yeah, like, as a 13-year-old girl... That you're like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like the scene in money in in again, meaning of life, uh, where the guy chooses to his death is all these naked women chasing him off a cliff. That's and I remember being kind of like, is this sexist? Are they using? But but uh, there's something about it. The fact that it's Graham Chapman who's a homosexual. I don't know something about it makes it like yeah. not as bad. That is true. But that watching true. it last night, I thought, okay, this isn't as quite. This isn't like sexist. I didn't find it to be uncomfortable in the way that maybe as a kid I thought I was. Yeah. But the vomit's totally fine. Oh right. God! Yeah. Whoa. 
I, I still can't watch that. Really I, I have to it's turn disgusting. my head away. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, the next one I think competes with Finland for most boring, and that's I'm so worried. This one I, uh, I have hate to hate that song. I know. Yeah. I, know. I yeah. do too. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting. And it ends with him. Doesn't it end with him getting shot? Uh, I think there's like a gunshot. There shot are. There's a gunshot at the end of. Uh, is it, no, not I've got. No, no. Uh, the the racism the Arab, one. The Arab one. Yeah, never be rude to an Arab. Uh, is there shooting? Is that I not think on he here? He gets shot in the end Hold of on. that one too. There we go. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's like yeah. I mean, I was listening to it and I was like, I can relate. I'm really neurotic. Sure. But that was about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's just it's all it's just so upsetting just, to it's listen. A list. The tone of it, yeah, yeah, it is a list. It's, it's a list song. It's a list. It was uh-huh. a little too close because I I'm also very neurotic. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it was a little too close to my inner monologue. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's why. why. It's so upsetting. Yeah, right. no, I'm, same way. That makes sense. Um, it's it's there's no hook. It's not catchy, intentionally so. Yeah. But uh, we already discussed a little bit. Every sperm is sacred because that song is great. Um, God. Then the next one is one that, like, I feel like I ha- because I didn't know better and I didn't understand irony as a kid. Never be rude to an Arab, yeah. which we just is like, it's like if you don't get it, you're like, what are the, wait, are they assholes? Like when you're a little it's kid a little and you don't scary. know better. I was dumb. Like I was a dumb kid, so yeah, well, I didn't yeah. understand irony yet. Well, also, yeah, it's, I mean, because also, you know, you don't love hearing, like, the N word is uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And, you know, and a white person saying it is yeah. particularly uncomfortable. Yep. It's, I, I that one is not a favorite of mine. No, I yeah, I kind of want someone to something I want to plead the fifth here, but it's like I just I have to be honest that mm. that song makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, you know? even though that's he, fine. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Like even though and maybe that's like part of the point or something, but I know even though I get it, he dies in the end. Mm-hmm. Still, I don't know. Yeah, to me that like. I, I, I don't know, just to me that's a little, it's, it's just, it's just a little bit, it's a bit much for my, yeah. I mean, it's all subjective, so sure. all yeah. I can say is for me, it's a bit like, uh, all right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fine. The six, yeah. the six white men who wrote it. Right. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Okay." laughs> there are Jews in the world, there are Buddhists, there are Hindus and Mormons and then... There are those that follow Mohammed's books. I've never been one of them. I'm a Roman Catholic and have been since before I was born. And the one thing they say about Catholics is they'll take you as soon as you're warm. You don't have to be a six-footer. You don't have to have a great brain You don't have to have any clothes on You're a Catholic the moment that came Because Every sperm is sacred Every sperm is great Check uh, your privilege! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I wonder if they've ever been told that, because that would be really funny. Oh, my God. I mean, if we them, ever meet them... I'll tell them sure. to check, my, check their privilege, and then I'll offer, offer myself. It. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, any of us would. Yeah. I mean, I would. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then the next one... Okay, like sort of along the same lines. Yeah, yeah. I like Chinese, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. same. I'm the same. Uh-huh. Here's the thing about that song. I remember my girlfriend, Audra, who was one of the few that would, like, jump on the Monty Python train with me as a middle schooler Mm -hmm. would listen to this and um, I remember we would dance around to this album in my parents house 
so again, such weird thirteen year old girls. <laughs> like we're not like jumping around dancing to like Spice Girls or whatever was popular then. It was it was Monty Python. And my parents had a big like wall that was made out of a mirror and I remember and there was a hardwood floor and I remember we we do this thing where we run, 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 run and then slide across the, the, the floor, across the mirror and dance to this song. Um <laughs> Um, that's all I can say about that song is like, I really love dancing to it as a 13 year old, yeah. but it was, but there was, there is something a little bit like, um, I don't know. It doesn't, it, I think those are the two songs that like just, they just don't hold up mm-hmm. to me. Right. Yeah. Even the irony is a little, it's, it's, it's hard, right? It's a yeah. little strained. Yeah. It's just like, it feels, it's, it just feels those are the uh, ones that feel cheap to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it's that. It's like there's, um, it's, it's hard. Like I went to go see, um, uh, it just for laughs in Chicago a few years ago. My father-in-law really wanted to see Bob Newhart. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Yeah. We went to go see him and he did some of his classic stuff. And sure. there's that classic sketch where he's driving and it's like, isn't it an Asian driver? Or there's, a a la- driver? there's a woman there's driver. There's like two. Yes. Per- yes. yes. And, uh, you know, and John, my husband, and my sister, Annie, my sister-in-law, Annie, were sitting there and his dad, who's 72, is like, just, it's cracking up. Sure. And I had actually never seen that sketch or heard okay, that yeah, sketch yeah. before. And the three of us who are all, you know, like, 20s, early 30s are like, oh, my God, this is, you can't. But it's right. that, you know, it's from a different, I hate that excuse. I, don't I know, know. I, I know, like it's hard. That. It's hard. It's, uh, you know, it is sexist. Right. Uh, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. It would be just fine if it, I mean, right. none of the materials about her being a woman. Right. However, the conceit of it is it's, that she's a woman and they're she, inherently, you know. A fucking terrible driver. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that becomes, that becomes the Yeah, yeah. It's but hard but for I me too because I love Bob Newhart also. I know, I know. Uh, it's hard, I know. But no one's perfect. Yeah. Sure. I, you know, but I'd rather that mistake than, like, again, it turned out he's a creepo like some other comedian. So that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We've only been here in LA about a year and a half mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so many bubbles burst. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it, but I gotta say, there were so many, there are a lot of heroes that coming to LA and then, like, being in the industry and hearing so and so's like this. And you're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Don't tell me. I know. Don't tell I me. Know. I don't want to know. You see, at least I don't so travel sad. in, like, stand up circles or anything, so I don't get to hear the yeah. real stories. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I probably don't want yeah, to. You don't want to. But yeah. I'd be happy to melt their albums like I'm going to eventually yeah. do with my Cosby's. Perfect. So, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, like, Dan Telfer came on here and really shamed me about even keeping them. I'm like, all right, you got a okay, good, yeah, you got yeah, a good yeah, point, no. Dan. No, I mean, you got a real good point. But if you're like a record, cl- you know, it's kind yeah. of, you know. What I'm doing is I'm keeping the two Cosbys I have that a friend gave me that are like weird Chinese knockoffs of his. <laughs> They're great looking. And so like I'll keep them for that, but the rest of mine, yeah, know, I've heard enough. them. It's fine, you know. So Dan Telfer, you successfully guilted me. <laughs> um, Eric the Half a Bee is the next song, which I really it's do so love weird. that song. I do too, and I don't understand it <laughs> Wait, at what, all. What song? Eric the Half a Bee. Half a Bee. I'm just going to say the way he says it. Dee-dee-dee-dee. I wrecked the hop oh. Yeah, I totally don't get that. I was song. listening. I was like, "What is there something I'm not understanding? Is it from a sketch?" And I think I kn- it is. And I'm my is it from is an it? animation bit? Uh, or I can't remember. No, it's a, it's after the no. That's why well, I can't remember because it's after the pet shop sketch. Have you heard the pet shop sketch? Because there's another sketch where where John Cleese goes in to get a license for his fish. Yes, this is follows that directly. Okay, because yes. then and he li- and he goes on and his name is Eric. Yep. And all his pets are named Eric. Uh huh. And I was like, is it related to it that is, 100%. one? It is, hundred percent. The very okay. end, at the very end, he says, "Well, can I have a license for my pet bee? You have a bee, yes, <gasps> a bee called Eric. Well, he's he's, he's not a bee; he's a he half, half a bee. A... Yeah, so weird. The... I love it too. I love this song, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it's related to, but it's so again so silly and and. 
perky and upbeat. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it. <laughs> but that's okay. Again, going back to like being 13 and not understanding half of the stuff and being like, right. I don't care. I like it. I think it's funny. It's a perfect example of Monty Python Surreal. I think it's just yeah. a perfect example. This is a long-ass yeah. album. There are it's 25 really long. tracks I know. On I know. Holy shit. It's really long. Um, There's a lot of songs on there. We talked a bit about Brian's song and all, yeah. none of us knowing that it was a James Bond right. knockoff uh, thing. Right. And it's great. I, lo- I, lo- yeah. I mean, do you want to say oh anything gosh. about that song before I... I don't want to just catchy. flip past it like an asshole. Yeah, love the, love the style of it. And yeah. yeah. There's one more verse, and it's cut. But Andre Jockman says he does have it somewhere. So oh. There's a tape of it, and I'm just like, fuck, don't tell me come anything. Come on! <laughs> they were also going to... Will this come out after? Oh, I don't want to... I don't. No, this is coming out tonight. What am I saying? I can't give everything away from that. Don't episode. give away. Don't anymore. give it away. It'll be good. Oh. Uh, then the next song is Bruce's Philosopher's Song, which is a Bruce's song. Oh, it's only really, a really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, just about philosophers being drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just listing philosophers <laughs> and <laughs> saying different ways they're drunk. Yeah. We sang it at the end of one of our, one of our first live episodes because oh, cool. uh, I was like, does everybody know the song? And luckily they did. And so that's so how we So good. It. It's good. It's just a good one. It's, it's a nice way to relate Is to that people. Like really into, I'd like, do people want to hear me just go through this album and go, like, love it. It's a good one. Oh, that's real funny. No, <laughs> classic. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> so silly. So silly. Watch Teachers, January 13th on TV Land. Read a lot of good jokes. They're good. Can we do Generic. A, can we do a version of the podcast where it's only one minute and you mm-hmm. just say the title of the song and Katie just goes, silly. Funny. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. All right, we're, doing, we're doing that right Perfect. at the end then. Perfect. We're doing right, that. Cool. So Perfect. we've got to squeeze 25 tracks in a minute. Classic. <laughs> uh, the next song is The Meaning of Life, which is... Oh, I mean... So good, brilliant. Also, it's it's a mix of like very catchy, very facty, yes. kind of emotional. You know, I love it. it kind of, actually, like listening to that song, I legit have many existential crises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. listening to that song. Yeah, finding out how big the fucking universe is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that, and always like on the right side of the life, it's the the message is basically like. Uh, well, you know, life is pretty short and meaningless, so you may as well laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't like I hearing that. that, but I do. Well, yeah. 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 yeah it's good. It's, it's yeah. classic. <laughs> Funny. Silly. <laughs> Goofy. <laughs> Teachers, January 13th on TV Land. <laughs> I've, I've handed them both Mad Lib sheets, by the way. Just, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's great. It's very epic. It's also very epic looking, and oh, it's the creepiest so part because he's got that weird fucking white wig and yes. the, the, the purple gloves and shit. <laughs> I know. Oh, Is David Bowie? Yes. Yeah, 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 right? Yes. Oh, David Bowie mixed a little bit with uh, um, B. Arthur in Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little sure. Bit of that, which is a great combination. Uh, uh, they should get you. Get, oh, wait. Uh, yeah. mm. You just named... My heaven. Yeah. Oh my God, right? The Arthur and David Bowie. Yeah. That's yeah, that's fantastic. I don't know what that means, but... I don't either. But I really... I, I like it. I hope his next album is a Golden Girls concept album. Now that... Uh, no, wouldn't that be heaven? God. Yeah. Like him eating cheesecake on the front? And the lanai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. And Iman is Sophia. <laughs> yes! Oh. Yes! Oh! <laughs> this is the best idea. I can't. Can Michael Palin be um, Rose? And oh, yeah. And your title oh, my is Blanche. Or not, right, Blanche? Yeah. 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 Uh, can we be very sexist and discuss who the prettiest woman is among them? Just very quickly. Oh. The Golden Girls? No, of, 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 the, of, oh, of the Pythons. Which, who's the prettiest who's the woman? Prettiest? Yeah. Oh. It's really hard to judge. I right? will say, I, uh, you know who would, I think it is, I think, uh, uh, Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman. 
You know, I he does it, a yeah. very smooth face, high he cheekbones. That's a good point. Yeah. He does. I think I do think Michael Palin does make a I think he's maybe at a close second. He's perfect in every way. Right. <laughs> he was. I was noticing how pretty he was in Meaning of Life in um, the death scene where de- the Grim Reaper comes uh-huh. to take them all because they all they all eat salmon mousse. <laughs> and um, and I was noticing it's 1983. They all look very 1983 fashion and like. But I think Michael Palin was like crushing that look. <laughs> and he was the lady. He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. He I have to rewatch great. it just he for that thought. He beautiful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I remember seeing an episode of The Simpsons where they make fun of, like, they basically, I think I realized I was a big nerd when they, and The Simpsons, it's like, some dork on The Simpsons was quoting the Knights Who Say Knee, and mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a comment on how nerdy people who quote Monty Python are. Yes. And I think I remember seeing it and reala- and just like being really worried. I was like, oh no, I'm a huge nerd. Were they, That's so there's like me. the nerd kids, right? The nerd frat or whatever when Homer goes yes. to college? Yes, yes. 100%. Yep. And they're all doing the knee thing. And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. That's me. <laughs> we're knights of the round table. We dance where we're able. We do routines to call the scenes to footwork in bed cable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and spam Did you have that, like, where you grew up, though? Was there any other cadre of kids that you could relate to? You know, just my my brother and I. Oh, that's good, though. You know, honestly, no. I mean... No, definitely, no, absolutely not. Actually, yeah. thinking about it now, yeah. like it was like almost like that was like our secret, Monty Python. All right. Yeah, because we yeah. were just my brother and I watched a ton of TV together, mm-hmm. and it was all this stuff that like was not now. Recognizing like, oh my god, that was great TV. Like we used yeah. to watch Golden Girls. Yeah. We used to we used to watch yeah Monty Python, but like that wasn't stuff that you would go out and like talk to your twelve year old twelve year old friends about, right. like right. me who was just. <laughs> Right, like Katie didn't, Katie, like, yeah, Katie wasn't, like, aware. I had Mm t-shirts. I wore t-shirts. I think one of my first friends, when I moved to a new suburb, uh, I, we became friends because she liked Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's good. I had, I had a few, you know, I talked about these girls who came into my sleepovers and were like, you're a loser, but (laughs) they're actually, I actually found a few randos who just loved it, and I was like, "These, these are my people. Yeah. People. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I relate to the more it's my sister thing because, or my best friend yeah. and I luckily like, but uh, I was very, ha- I was like very protective of it. I didn't want oh. any of the buttholes around me to care. Oh, I, didn't want I the, love it. It was my secret thing, uh-huh. you know. Um, next song is Nights of the Round Table. Speaking of the yes. thing that like makes a lot of people actually oh. Python. I love that song. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Uh, I think they do a great job. They do the classic like, and then, the bass yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'm not a singer. I don't know, but I don't, yeah, <laughs> it's so silly. Um, classic. Um, <laughs> I mean, that movie. It's just it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, 
does, does anyone know? I feel, I feel like I heard some urban legend mm-hmm. at one point that the reason they had the coconuts instead of horses was because the horses were too expensive. I have heard that, and I don't know, because that is a gag that other people that have sense. done. And I heard they stole it from the goons, but I've also heard exactly oh. what you said, that... Hi, cat. I've heard that there was no, uh, that uh, they didn't have the budget for it. Yeah. They didn't. I mean, all their chain mail was yarn painted. Oh, I didn't know silver. that. Yes. Was it? Yes. And their yarn in the Scottish, like, cold, wet, gross. Sure. So they were just soaking wet the whole oh, time. Oh, God. And Graham Chapman couldn't do a line without asking for his next line. He was so drunk. Oh, we were talking about that. On I mean, video. you know, he got over that after that movie, but yeah. like literally, I guess if you watch the the outtakes, it's just like, oh, oh, oh I'm Arthur, King of the Britons line. Like he would literally oh, every funny. line. <laughs> yeah, so oh. he was destroyed at that. Actually, there's a really good. I cannot remember right now the name of the documentary, and I should remember because Andre also worked on that. But it's about him. It's oh, about. Graham I would Chapman's love to life. watch that. It's great, and I it's filled so with like animation and kind of like Python style stuff. Cool. It's awesome. I um I saw the um. Uh, the Monty Python musical this summer, um, whatchamacallit, Scamalot, uh, really? at uh, the Hollywood Bowl, uh-huh. and get this, um, uh, uh, Craig Robinson played King Arthur. Oh yes, I heard about that. How was which that? Which uh, awesome. Yeah? And we were way, okay. way in the back. We were so far away. Sure. But Craig Robinson played King Arthur, and, um, oh, what's his name, um, from, um, Willow. Uh, uh, little man, from yep. a little mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Is that the, Warwick Davis? Uh, Warwick Davis yeah. was Patsy. That's so that dynamic amazing. was so beautiful because Craig Robinson is a big man mm-hmm. and he is a little man. So just Incredible. them together was so so lovely and brilliant. Um, and then Christian Slater was in it. He played Lancelot. What the fuck? And <laughs> it was before I watched Mr. Robot, so I was like, "Okay, Christian Slater, <laughs> where'd you come from? <laughs> I haven't seen you since Untamed Heart." <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and, but he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Really? Yeah, he was super, he was really good. And Eric Idle actually played the historian, um, but I was way too That's far to even be able to see him, so I was like, oh, Damn come on. But it was really great, and that musical was really fun. I was not familiar with it at all, mm-hmm. um, which put, like, the 13-year-old me would have probably had it tattooed on my body, like, the whole <laughs> musical tattooed on my body, but, um, but yeah, it was really fun to go back and see that and what they did with those scenes, um, but That's the awesome. Camelot was really, really fun to watch live, live, and, mm-hmm. oh, man, <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next thing on here is all things dull and ugly, oh. which is also very cute. So also a bunch of children saying awful, upsetting things. But so I looked that up before we came, mm-hmm. and that was a which I didn't I did not know this was a spoof of a ang- Anglican song. Yeah, uh, what all do things... they call it in the church? Mm-hmm. This, a song, a psalm, a psalm, a psalm. <laughs> I yeah, did. My, psalm. yeah, I don't I don't know about these things, but it is a uh, so it's a it's a spoof. Of a song that was called "All Things Bright and Beautiful," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I and I looked it up on YouTube and yeah. I found a I found a video and it was like the lyrics on the screen to a really bad like PowerPoint slideshow <laughs> kind of like someone got into their cool effects Love that it. from like you know their Apple from like 1990 like, you know um, and it was like just pictures of elephants and like hummingbirds on a flower and it's just it's basically like all things are beautiful and. God made all the pretty things with the cute little wings in the mountains mm-hmm. and stuff, but which made that song even oh yeah better yeah the, I love that the like this isn't even like an issue of like 
you know, because they're very, I think they're really even-handed when they make fun of religion. Yeah. You know, regardless of, you know, your your feelings mm-hmm. on religion. But this is also, just, it's just a reminder, well, you know, if, if there's a God, right. you have to admit. Like, <laughs> he, he made, made all the great stuff, but also, <laughs> yeah. there's some line, it's like, all things, like, all things dull and cancerous, and all things, like, <laughs> just, like, short and squat, mm-hmm. and the lyrics in, in the original song are, like, are, like, big and, all things great and small and it's just like <laughs> short and squat and he made the, the bee that stings you and poisonous venomous snakes and like it's like yeah, yeah. Got, you gotta you gotta think you know mm-hmm. god made it all right <laughs> it's so good too and really i like nice. when they'll take a chance to to just make a point and yeah. uh it's none of them are involved it's totally. just no here's a choir of kids a little yeah one of them, I don't know if he's in this one or not. Have you, have either of you watched the ridiculous soap opera Once Upon a Time on ABC? No. <laughs> okay. I, I do. Um, <laughs> there's a gentleman uh, who sang, at least in all, uh, Every Sperm is Sacred, he might have sung, sang All Things Shut Dull up. and Ugly, but he is on that show, but he's also like uh, like a teen idol in England. I love Afterwards, it. and I've seen him interviewed about it. Like He's like, we had no idea what we were singing about. We were singing about sperm. Like, yeah. What the uh, fuck is No, they this? had no idea. They didn't care. They're just like, we're going to sing beautifully, and that's what we do. You know, and it's oh. just so fucking funny that they, you know, I love it. We were talking about the soloist, the little girl soloist in the Every Sperm is Sacred. Mm-hmm. Over here, too. She's so cute. She's missing, like, all her front teeth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's, like, the sweetest part of the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> Let the heathens build them on the dusty ground. <laughs> oh, so sweet. It's adorable. It's beautiful. It really that's the thing about a lot of these songs. They're really pretty. Mm-hmm. They're really catchy. <laughs> oh, so good. I want to know more about the process of these right being written Me too. too. Like like I said, he the idea that he wrote that he co-wrote the music, not the the lyrics again to the Andre co-wrote the, the lyric uh, the music to two of these great yeah. songs is weird to me two of my favorites yeah um the next song is decomposing composers oh i <laughs> love this song <laughs> which is i think the only way canon and d could possibly be interesting now. <laughs> i mean unless it's at your wedding good great but i'm just saying like uh, i love this song it's so it's so why do i love it it's just so dark mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's so simple mm-hmm. and just so they play the, yeah. and they play the game really hard into the whole bit where they're like, they list a composer and they say like, just hanging out in 1873, <laughs> 1874, dead, <laughs> you know, so and so, like, like. With his wife in, in, you know, 1777, 1778, dead. Like, that's just the yeah. game. 1880 going to parties. No exactly. fun anymore, 1881. Yeah. Fucking uh, so good. Oh, brilliant. I, I'm sorry. Now I'm doing the thing too. No. Classic. I'm also just saying one or two adjectives. But, I mean, it's so classic. hard. Like, th- this is a problem, too. Like, if yeah. we were to try and relate this to an, a newbie. Right. Like, which is sort of what this podcast is trying to do. Right. And that's what the clips will do, cool. I think. Yeah. But, like, it's just like, well, it's if all we're going to say is, I love it so much. And then we'll, like, sing it together. Right. And somebody will be like, what the fuck are you I talking know, about? I know. Yeah, I know. There is no, I have no context for why this is good. Ugh, you know, and that's. Yeah. That's you got to watch those movies and those sketches. Of course. Too. You know, maybe, it, maybe Monty Python, maybe one of the reasons it's so appealing is because it's so weird that when you watch it you feel like oh my god you're the only one who's ever gotten this yes. yeah oh yeah 100% it's personal somehow because it's, it's so bizarre mm-hmm. 
I and, love that. I think that's totally And that's why on. I loved it as a kid, too. I mean, it was okay to share it with my best friend. Right. But, like, and my parents waited a while to show it to me, which is weird, because they would show me fucked up shit. Right. So, but Monty <laughs> Python. I, uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, okay. I just make sure. It's fucked up shit. I mean, like, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, which is a weird-ass movie, and not great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it was, anyway. Uh, the next song, <laughs> I really love this song, is Henry Kissinger. I really love this song. Henry Kissinger. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah, and I don't know why they wrote a song about Henry Kissinger. Um, it's another one of those ones where um, I don't quite have the the, the uh, reference level for exactly all the things that Henry Kissinger did, sure. or whatever like member of parliament they're referencing mm-hmm. in a sketch, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know, like from nineteen seventy one, which mm-hmm. you know don't understand and I mean like I know who Henry Kissinger is but I don't know that much about sure. him yeah. um, but it's again it's super catchy mm-hmm. which kind of makes you want to learn the lyrics and sing along and suddenly you've learned something yeah mm-hmm. it's really that, that I, I identify with the the feeling of nostalgia in yeah. that song yeah. yes like to oh, me yeah. like I could write a, a song about that but it would be like about Mike Ditka or something <laughs> like that you know like just like this like omnipresent figure in your life that you don't actually know but you kind of like miss yeah yeah okay I could see that I love it <laughs> um <laughs> you know yeah I really wish you would I really uh, wish you well, would it'd be tuned. like a companion piece to like the Super Bowl shuffle like that's what it kind of feels like to me that would be oh amazing uh, the next song is I've Got Two Legs, which is also, this uh, is the other so one that ends with a gunshot. Dumb. Ends uh-huh. with a gunshot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. the one that ends with a gunshot. Uh-huh. Just like I've Got Two Legs and the things that legs do. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's Terry yeah. Gilliam singing. It's the only one he sings on. Yeah. Oh, really? He, yeah. He can't sing, I don't yeah. think. Not much. And, and he sings like, oh, I've got two legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just, it's a song, you you guys, listeners, it's a song about what your legs do. Yep. That is all it is. That is like in the most basic way. And I'm not just talking, I'm not talking anatomically, like, yeah. like specific, just like when I move them, I walk mm-hmm. and when I lift them, I climb stairs. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty much the song. And I, I like that the two songs that, in which people are shot at the end is one is just a boring guy and the other guy's a fucking huge racist. Like, that's great. One's, you're too boring, you die. Yeah. You're a racist, you die. Yeah, I, it's good. I think that's fantastic. It's great. You know, they got standards. Right. Uh, the next one, I can never remember who actually sings it because it's just a horrible American accent and that's Christmas in Heaven. It, it is, is Graham Chapman. Is it Graham Chapman? Okay, okay. Having just watched that movie. Oh, yes, thank you. Right. And let me just say, okay, I went... Uh, at, there's this there's this this little club in in Los Feliz in Los Angeles called the Rockwell, and once a week Jeff Goldblum performs with his jazz group there, which is super random. Um, I know it's super random. All right. Um, and I am obsessed with him because he is so strange, and I, sure. I feel like he's gotten stranger and stranger. And yeah. watching him on Portlandia and stuff, uh-huh. I just think he's really funny. I just really get a kick out of him. You're gonna watch Independence Day So when he's in town, too? he's there. Go to see it. What's that? You guys watch Independence Day too? Oh my God! When it comes. <laughs> 
Um, Sorry. Stay tuned, guys. But he he reminded me, Graham Chapman at the end of Money of Life reminded me of oh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum. He's got like, he's got dark curly hair mm-hmm. and he's got these weird fake teeth. He's point. almost unrecognizable mm-hmm. in that scene, um, but but and even the way he speaks reminds me of Jeff Goldblum, yeah. which makes it even weirder. Um, but if you're in Los Feliz on a Wednesday night when Jeff Goldblum's not off shooting something, sure, go see his show at right. the Rockwell. He will. Um, he does like a song with his jazz group. He plays piano. Okay, and then he does something weird and mills around the audience and talks to people and then plays a song. <laughs> And then does something weird and mills around the audience and talks to people. And then he does a song. And it's, I mean, it's basically everything you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's super fun. And, um, yeah, just go go see him. But yeah. Christmas in Heaven, um, really catchy. And I yeah. love how it gets all disco-y. Yeah, yeah. I think I have an inner, like, 70s disco child inside of me. That. I can see that. Because <laughs> when it gets, like, really jazzed up and they're, and, like, it's, it's got the disco beat, I get really excited. And I love that scene in the movie because suddenly you see, and I think this is something I didn't understand as a kid. I was like, oh, all these people are dead. Mm-hmm. And it's every character from the movie. They're all dead and they're all in this theater watching this performance. Yeah. Um, and like all, and I realized now looking, when I was watching it last time, I'm like, oh my God, all the children from Every Sperm is Sacred are in heaven. They're all dead because the whole thing was that he was getting rid of the kids for, they were, he was selling them for medical experiments. Right. That's and they're all in heaven. They're all that. dead. I'm like, oh, that's horrible. And I and one thing I noticed too, I, maybe I knew that when the the, the couple comes into the theater because they're going to heaven. Oh no, it's the six the six people who are with the Grim Reaper mm-hmm. are all being escorted into the theater by the Grim Reaper. And on the table is a head of one of the guys in the Zulu War scene. Oh yeah. Then on the on the ground talking is just a head. Yeah. His head's just sitting on the table talking to them, which I which I just love. So I just love that kind of weird culmination at the end of the movie of like what's the meaning of life uh just read a book, good book and like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like that's it it's just before that moment I yeah. it's a great way to end the movie it's so weird it's creepy and it's, it's also like great. it's just like kind of like uh, this is a child's idea of what heaven would be but it's also kind of like everybody's uh, idea of what heaven totally. is it's, like, it's christmas why the fuck christmas. is there christmas in heaven i love it here's a problem Jason fucked up. The next song is the galaxy song. That's what I meant when I was saying, when oh. I was talking about the meaning of life, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. talking about the galaxy song. No, totally. Meaning of life is the French guy and it's the theme song of the meaning of life. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to really, I'm going to have to record a thing to this at the end so that I say it at the beginning so that people do not yeah, get angry. They'll never, it. they'll never I know. Will, will, yeah. So I either have. way, we already talked about the galaxy yeah, song. We really liked it. We liked it. Uh, what about the Perfect. meaning of life song? The French guy. It's great. I love it's when they good. do the French accents. Oh yeah. I love <laughs> they it. They love, they love it. I love, um, yeah, I do, I do love, I, so I'm a huge history nerd, mm-hmm. and I do, I, I, I do love that you can tell that they really play up the, like, France-England rivalry mm-hmm. when they make fun of French people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's so funny yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just lovely hearing them sing in that thick accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. Uh, okay, so the final song yeah. is the Spam song. Which is also a classic. It's also another one that I think stands alone. You could introduce somebody if you thought they'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Blinking on what the spam song is. Spam, spam, spam. Oh, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) There are the lyrics. (laughs) Um. That sketch is like such a uh, another amazing, amazing sketch that is so random and silly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just. 
I think it's it's Graham Chapman's the wife. <laughs> Again, a beautiful woman. Sure. Beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. And she's really pissed that she can't order what she wants in this little cafe without <laughs> with the, without the spam because mm-hmm. everything on the menu menu is just like eggs, eggs, cheese, bacon, and spam. Yeah. Spam, spam, bacon, and spam. And and I forget who plays it. The husband is it Michael Palin? Maybe. Maybe. And everyone else, else in this cafe is a Viking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and it just turns into everyone chanting spam and. Graham Chapman is so pissed. <laughs> so pissed that she can't... <laughs> just screaming. Um, just so beautiful. And, and I love when they play really angry older women. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. just shriek and scream. And it's... <laughs> That voice has become universal. It if a dude has. wants to do a stupid lady voice, Absolutely. like it's like you can't not do it. Yeah, yeah it has to be in an English yeah. accent when you do it. Absolutely. Um, normally, at the toward the end, like yeah. we like to say, why would you why would you recommend listening to this? But I feel like maybe we should just do a minute of uh, one word adjective descriptions, okay, like we're going to. Okay, okay number one, let's alternate. Sure. Yeah, always look on the bright side of life. Classic. Sit on my face. Hilarious. Lumberjack song. Silly. Penis song. Absurdist. Oliver Cromwell. Historic. Money song. Money song. Truthful. Accountancy shanty. Uh, epic. <laughs> Finland. Profound. Medical love song. Anatomically correct. <laughs> I'm so worried. Uh, uh, resonates. <laughs> Every sperm is sacred. Uh, horny. <laughs> Never be rude to an Arab. No. I like Chinese. Eric the Hafferby. Goofy. Brian song. Inspiring. Bruce's philosopher's song. Touched. Touched. The meaning of life, the actual one, not the one we discussed. Humbling. The Knights of the Round Table. Winsome. All, all things dull and ugly. Uh, satirical. Decomposing composers. Um, Randy. Henry Kissinger. More Randy. I've got two legs. Um, whimsical. Christmas in Heaven. Uh, groovy. Galaxy Song. Crystal Meth. <laughs> Spam Song. Spam. <laughs> Thank you. I was really hoping you were, I was hoping you were going to say, say that. Spam. I really... Yeah. Um, you have to say spam. Uh, so, what do you want to promote? And um, where can we find you online also? Um, okay. A lot of places yep. online. Okay. Um, so, our, our group... So, the comedy group that we are... Uh, who created Teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're called the Katie Dids. Uh-huh. And that... Short, long story short, we all have variations of the name Katie. Uh-huh. Um, so, you can find out more about the Katie Dids... Um, at our website, thekatydids.com. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook, The Katie Dids, and Twitter. Our handle is The Katie Dids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have a show coming out. Um, yes. It's called Teachers. Mm-hmm. It is an irreverent comedy about six elementary school teachers whose messy personal lives bleed into the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, like, you can totally download the pilot on iTunes right now for free. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one thing I would just, like, also like to say. Uh, just pose this one last thing. There's six Katie Dids. There are six members of Monty Python. Uh, Do you think... Okay, I think maybe who would... 
Let's go with who would, because this will just make us really happy. Who would bang who? Not, not who's who, who would bang who? Okay, well, obviously I'm Michael Palin. And obviously I'm Eric Idle. All right, you guys okay. lock those All right. two down. Okay, okay. I feel like Kate Lambert would bang Terry Gillum. Oh, interesting. Because I feel like they're, they would have just like this like really passionate meeting of the minds. I think so. Too. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Kate Friedman would bang um, um, Terry Jones. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I think they just, I don't know. They would have beautiful babies. And they, I just want to see their babies. Yeah, like they they look related. And I don't mean that Kate Friedman looks like Terry Jones at Or all. that Kate Friedman likes incest. She no. doesn't. She's, she's st- stunningly beautiful. beautiful. But they just no. look like they would come from the same gene pool. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Totally. I think Carlton would definitely be um, Graham Chapman, for Graham sure. Graham Chapman, for sure. She's got unusual taste in men. I think just going for a homosexual would be like, maybe. <laughs> that was her first. Oh, that's right. Her first boyfriend in high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then that leaves Katie... O'Brien with John Cleese, John Cleese which I think I think that works really well. Yeah, um, yeah, because they're both the last ones. <laughs> right? No, but but like John Cleese, like she likes kind of preppy guys. Yeah, yep. like John Cleese was mm. always kind of the preppy, Super preppy guy. Yeah. I could see her with him as the barrister in A Fish Called Wanda. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So you're welcome, ladies. So TV Land. Yeah. TV Land, January thirteenth. Following this younger season two premiere. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We'll be following uh, Younger all, all the whole season the after whole Younger. Season. Oh awesome. yeah, and also you can find more about Teachers um, at Teachers on TV Land on Facebook, and then on Twitter uh, Teachers Series. Teachers Series and Instagram Teacher Series. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's it. Um, thank you for coming, both yeah. of you. Oh my god, I appreciate it. I nerded fun. out way more than I expected. Good. I'm glad you did. Um, you too. guys should listen to this album. It is one of the greatest albums of all so time. Good. Um, it's a great compilation. Like their sketch compilations are wonderful too, but like this is one of the best because it's easy to listen to. Anybody can listen it's to fun. it, even if you're, you know, not racist. It's it's great. <laughs> There's wonderful stuff. And um, thank you guys for listening. Check out Teachers on TV Land. And as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com.